We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, November 24th. It's Thanksgiving. Well, if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday, it's the Thanksgiving podcast. We're recording Wednesday night. By the time we get done, it might be Thanksgiving for uh, <laughs> me on the East Coast here. But um, first and foremost, happy Thanksgiving. Very thankful uh, for a lot of things. I mean, uh, most of you know I have a newborn, so very thankful, healthy, um, first and foremost, very thankful for that. And I, I mean, yeah, thankful for a lot of things. Uh, thankful that we get to have some Thanksgiving football. It's way better than the main slate. We're going to talk about the main slate. <laughs> Joined as always uh, for football podcasts, I got Keith Eister, Eyes819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Um, hope everyone has a a safe, happy holiday. Um, we've got an interesting one here. It's, this is always a really weird week because we have the, the Thanksgiving slate, which is always awesome. You get to stuff your face with food, drink a little bit if you're into that kind of thing, 
and watch football all day. It's one of the best days of the year, in my opinion. But because we've been researching and concentrating on tomorrow's or today's games, um, you still also fall behind in the week. And we were talking about it a little bit pre-show is like the main slate just kind of takes a backseat because the Thanksgiving slate is so much fun and so popular that this is going to be a true first look. Um, And at first glance, it's a pretty ugly slate that we have here. Obviously um, there's been some quarterback changes around the league. We have um, Dak and Josh Allen on Thursday. So they're off the main slate. This is, this is a, an interesting slate. Um, Definitely excited to get into it. um, And very happy to be here on a Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it, right? You know, we have, we still have Patrick Mahomes. We have Herbert, we have Lamar Jackson. And I don't know if we want to put like Justin Fields in that. Like, uh, listen, he talent wise, he's not in that conversation. DFS wise, the dude has over 40 fantasy points in two of the last three games. He's in the conversation as far as ceiling. Uh, we have Tua in a good spot against Houston. The game's in Miami. The weather in Florida right now is fantastic. Um, so, you know, we'll get into all this. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope everyone has a fantastic day. Um, what's your go-to? Like, what is your must-have on Thanksgiving Day? Man. So, of, like, the main, like, chalk choices? Anything. Dessert. The, anything. Uh, what is okay. your well, you have, I think, like, to have the, on Thanksgiving? The main course is like a different conversation than dessert. You always have to uh, stuff your face with some dessert, even no matter how full you are. But like stuffing has always been like it's it's bland and it's chalky, but it's it's one of my favorite things. I don't ever eat it throughout the year. So like on Thanksgiving, I always fill up on a ton of stuffing, probably way too much. Um, but I'm not a big like potatoes fan, so I don't eat a ton of like mashed potatoes. If there's a good mac and cheese, I can definitely do that. But I think stuffing would be my my answer there. Oh, uh, we can do that. You got it. Do you like do you like chicken? I do like chicken. Like just in general. Yeah. Okay. You have to remind me one of these days. I'll send you. There's a. I have a fantastic like chicken, um, cream of chicken like mu- like stuffing recipe. It's fantastic. Uh, anyway, um, nice. off like just just going way <laughs> off board um totally non-thanksgiving related but yeah um and i have a really good smoker mac and cheese if you do anything with smoking meat and stuff um it's fantastic anyway anyway um my go-to is ham like it's just been something like you know for some reason my family will will do turkey at my my wife my in-laws uh but like my family is a ham family i grew up um in like an italian thanksgiving with my mom's side of the family so was always like huge like you know stuffed peppers stuff like that so it's really interesting uh but my go-to my go-to my go-to is dutch apple pie have to have dutch apple pie on thanksgiving and the day after for breakfast and the day after that for breakfast and the day after that for breakfast so um but listen all that out of the way hope everyone has a fantastic thanksgiving um housekeeping notes we, if you want to hang out during shows, podcasts now, you can hang out with us live on YouTube. Comments are open. Feel free to chime in, have questions, any of that stuff while we're doing the shows. Uh, that was a lot of feedback we have gotten over the years. And um, 
hey, I was like, let's do it. Um, I have to turn my lights on for podcasts now. So it's fine. It's all good. I'm not complaining. So if you want to hang out in chat over there on YouTube, make sure you come join us, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Also, check out Sleeper Fantasy. Love what they're doing over there. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Um, we were talking pre-show. Like Keith and I always prep for these um, like morning grind games. It's like, hey, there might actually not be a morning grind <laughs> sleeper uh, <laughs> portion because there's just no props out. So bear with us on that. But we'll um, we'll see if they post anything in the next 45 minutes. Uh, let's get into it. 11 games, week 12. Um, I, I legitly had to ask Will yesterday on the podcast what week we are in for football. I haven't watched football in two, three weeks. Um, so me, <laughs> I'm going to spend all day Thanksgiving watching football. My wife's going to hate it. But <laughs> Denver at Carolina is where we get started. Um, just kidding. Houston at Miami is where we get started. I totally mix my games up and it will throw me off if I do not go this way. So Houston at Miami, 46 and a half total. Miami, a 13 and a half point favorite. Miami Dolphins, 30 implied team total. Houston came out on Wednesday, and they pretty much told us they're benching Mills. We're going to see Kyle Allen at quarterback this week. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or what to expect. Um, what are your thoughts here on Houston? Like, we saw Kyle Allen with Carolina and was it Washington? Washington a little bit, yeah. So, I mean, we've seen him a little bit. We have an idea of what we could potentially expect here. It's Houston. What are your thoughts on uh, the um, Houston Texans here? Uh, yeah, it's not great. Uh, Kyle Allen is not minimum priced. He does run a little bit, which is intriguing. Uh, Miami has been pretty bad on defense this season, whether that's because they get ahead because of their elite offense or not is up for debate, but, I mean, I like this game. There's a lot of really, really bad games on this slate. There's some weather on this slate. Uh, I don't know. Kyle Allen is not going to make the cut for me. The Houston offense in general, like I'm definitely not stacking Houston. Um, naked Kyle Allen I think is in play. I don't know that I get there, but this is a pretty bad quarterback slate. I could maybe be talked into it after we go through this. We'll, we'll see where I land on that. Um, Damian Pierce has been amazing this year. He finally had a dud last game. I'm just really, really worried about him getting game scripted out. Miami is massive favorites here in this spot. I just, I don't know what to do with this Houston team. The quarterback change, I feel like they might lean more pass heavy, but when the game gets three scores out of hand, like we assume it's going to, is Damian Pierce involved in the passing game at all? Do they stop running completely? I just, I really don't know what to do with Houston here. I want to play Miami. I know that. So I don't, maybe, maybe we just stack the Miami running back and, and the defense. And that's what we do here. But I think I want to play some Tua too, just because of how condensed his target tree is. Um, obviously, two elite receivers on the other side. I feel like I want to play two stacks, and if I'm doing that, I probably want to run it back with somebody on Houston, but there's just nothing comfortable here, um, especially with the quarterback change. It would be uncomfortable if it was Davis Mills. With the change to Kyle Allen, it's even more uncomfortable. So 
I, Nico Collins is cheap. I think that'd be my first look. Maybe some Damian Pierce. It's not comfortable. I I don't know where where are you at on this Houston team. I I don't know what to do with it. Miami's one of my favorite teams on the slate though. So 2019 is really the last time we got like full on stats on Kyle Allen. Um, I was looking at this before we got rolling in and out of games, played a few games since then. But you look back at that like 2019 season, he started super slow. And then the last like four or five games, he was actually playing pretty well. Like he had thrown for over 275 yards in six of his last seven games in 2019. So Houston likes to throw the ball. Like, yeah, Pierce is having a fantastic season, even with his team running the ball 37% of the times ranking, you know, right in that like 11th range, um, you know, bottom 11 type of range. So if Kyle Allen's going to chuck, I don't know if I really want to play Kyle Allen. I do think they're going to be behind. I don't know if I want to play Pierce. I really think I want to play Nico Collins. He's 4,100. He's extremely cheap. He came back 10 and seven targets in the two games from coming back. And I think I want to play Brandon Cooks because I'm going to play Tua. I'm going to play some Tyreek. I'm going to play some Wilson. I'm going to play some Waddle. I'm going to play Miami. I think I'm running it back with Cooks, Collins, maybe a little Pierce just because he his big playability is just so good um, that he I feel like he has to be in the conversation a little bit. But Miami's one of the worst defensive teams in football against the pass. They're 29th in DVOA. There's roads for Cooks and Collins to get there at these prices, um, especially if they're going to be trailing a lot. And they just open up the playbook and say, let him chuck. I mean, looking at his 2019 stats, Keith, like he likes to throw the ball deep. He'll make some deep attempts. Like he had multiple games with multiple passing touchdowns in 2019. So, I mean, it couldn't be a better matchup for him. He's getting one of the worst DVOA pass defenses in the league. So, I think I have to have some interest in Cooks and Collins. My problem with Allen, uh, he's 4,800. Like, I I don't know if I get there. I don't think quarterback is extremely strong outside of maybe three or four guys. So maybe I do play some Kyle Allen if I get into building, you know, 20 teams or so. But I'm definitely going to take some shots on Cooks and Collins. Um, I I think both of these guys are too cheap and could see like an 80-yard one or two touchdown games, five or six catch game at these prices. And you're like, there's your run back for your Miami guys. Yeah. I really wish that almost just wish that Davis Mills was playing because we would know what, know what to expect. Are they going to continue to be this pass heavy with Kyle Allen? Um, Am I wrong? They're going to be game scripted not to be. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's a fair point. Like that's the reason that Houston's pass rate is so high on the season is because they're trailing in every single game that they play. I don't know. I like if if Kyle Allen is going to throw it as much as Davis Mills was throwing it, I don't think that there's necessarily a huge drop off between Mills and Allen. So I don't know. Forty eight hundred against this Miami defense might might be more in play than. And you could double stack him, and you could do anything else you it, wanted with anything right. because the the wide receivers are just so cheap. So. Um, I, I mean, it's interesting. The thing, like, I mean, I picked him up in the Scott Fishbowl. My team's awful, and it made the playoffs somehow uh, because I got injured like crazy down the stretch. But, like, 
he's gonna if he if he's gonna chuck and they're gonna let him chuck, this might be like the last little bit of chance that he has to like show that he might be out like worth playing quarterback in the NFL. Um, I don't know. You know, it's tough. It, it, this situation is always tough. Like he barely played in 2020 and 2021. You really have no idea what to expect, but this might be his last chance. So if you want to play that narrative, he's 4,800. The wide receivers are cheap. The matchup is fantastic. And how much is Houston really going to be able to change their game plan? So let's go over to Miami. Um, Houston stinks against the run. They're terrible against the run. Um, uh, this is just a spot where if you're like me, you, you like everything about Miami. This defense is wor- like one of the worst DVOA teams in the league. They're second in second worst in DVOA against the run. Mozart doesn't look like he's going to play to not practice again Wednesday. Jeff Wilson is in line to get a good workload. <laughs> At a really good price tag. Um, he's going to be popular. Tyreek, Waddle, these guys have so much ceiling in a matchup against Houston. Um, if the weather is going to be good, which it sounds like it's going to be, this might be the best spot on the slate. And Vegas is telling us with a 30 implied team total, they agree. Yeah, 30 is a massive total. Um, and I can't poke any holes in it whatsoever. Um, I would look to Wilson first if Mostert misses this game. Like- Jeff Wilson is 5,900. I mean, like, you can't ask for a better spot. It's the absolute best matchup. You have a, a massive pump favorite. Um, yeah, I like. I don't care how chalky Jeff Wilson gets. I think you just have to play him here if Mostert misses. Like, they haven't trusted anybody else. They traded away Chase Edmonds. Um, so, it, like, if Wilson has his backfield to himself at 5,900 in the best possible matchup, he's just a complete smash. Even if Mostert plays, I still want to play a ton of Jeff Wilson. Um, And then the passing game, like they're not going to run the entire time, and we know exactly how to stack this team. We've seen it win multiple tournaments this year. The Tua Tyreek Waddle stack at least two weeks this year has been the stack that you had to have to win tournaments. So, um, yeah, the best spot on the slate for Miami here. I I absolutely love the, the running back. Mostert misses. Wilson is very clearly like a, a lock button type play. Um, if Mostert's in, I'm still going to be overweight on Wilson. And I want I want some two stacks too, because it's very clear. Just use the two wide receivers with him. I don't know. It's weird because they, they're coming off of a bye. Why, why take the first practice off of a bye off for Mozart? So we'll see. Right. We really won't know until like, they probably have have a really light practice Thursday, especially coming off of a bye. So we really won't know with Mozart maybe until like Friday. Um, so, I, I mean, it's just something to pay attention to because obviously it's one of the best spots on the slate. So watch that news. Love Tyreek. Like Waddle. Like Tua a lot. I think he's cash game playable uh, this week. <laughs> just it, It's really going to come down to, I think, Mahomes, Herbert, Tua, Fields, Lamar. Like, in cash, like main teams, definitely gonna be looking at those guys as well. There's a couple other people that we'll talk about that are interesting. Um, if the weather's okay, but yeah. All right, moving on. We got Baltimore at Jacksonville, 43 and a half total here. Baltimore, a four point favorite. 
Let's start here with the Ravens. Uh, speaking of Lamar Jackson, the running back situation, who knows what we're looking at here. Drake Edwards, maybe even Hill a little bit. Uh, the wide receiver situation, Demarcus Robinson coming off a nine-target game. Um, had eight targets in week eight, four in week nine. They had the bye week in 10. I mean, I think it's really simple. I think like if you're playing some Lamar Jackson, you're looking at Lamar and you're potentially pairing him with Robinson or Andrews. I don't know if it's a double stack spot because Lamar can get the rushing touchdowns, but I, I mean, we don't have a ton of ceiling plays and Lamar Jackson has one of the highest ceilings on any slate. So I think I'm Baltimore might be really easy for me. Lamar, Robinson, Andrews. Yeah, I definitely agree with all that. Um, it is worth noting that Lamar has not had a ceiling game in like six weeks. Um, just pulling up the game. Log. Yeah, week three was the last time that he had like a tournament winning score, 43 points against New England. He's been below 20 DraftKings points almost every single week since then. He's not running as much. Um, He's dealing with I a don't hip, know, like, right? Like a hip what's injury? That? He's dealing with a hip injury, right? Yeah, and he popped up on the injury report this week. Um, yeah, I don't like. I don't know what to do with Lamar Jackson. It's a, it's a weak slate, like we talked about, especially at the quarterback position. I just I don't know that I can put Lamar in the same conversation as a Patrick Mahomes, even Tua. I would much rather play over Lamar, and he's. It's not like we're getting a massive discount on him. He's still eight K. I might just play Andrews and hope that Lamar doesn't rush in a touchdown. Um, Andrews can certainly get there with with the massive volume. We've seen it from Demarcus Robinson. He's still only 4,300, so both of those pass catchers are absolutely in play. I'm just not sure that I see the case that where I need to play Lamar Jackson. If he's not going to run, he's not an elite passer, and the volume is all concentrated on two pass catchers. So why don't I just play the pass catchers is kind of my thought here. Um I don't know. I, I'll probably have a, at least a couple Lamar stacks just in case that we see that running from him again because there, there's no ceiling on the slate at the quarterback position outside of Mahomes and maybe Herbert. We'll, we'll talk about Fields when we get there, but um, yeah, I, I don't. I like if Lamar's going to be popular uh, again. We don't have ownership because the Thursday slate is still pending, um, and I don't know where Lamar's going to land exactly this week. If he's low owned, maybe I take some shots. But if he's popular, I'm completely fine fading him, even in a good matchup here. I think he's going to be a, a tournament play for me only, and it's more of I, I just know the ceiling that he's capable of. I don't think I'd rank him up there with like you said some of these other guys, especially at 8K. Um, like I, I'm playing Mahomes over Lamar yep. anytime for two hundred dollars more. Um, but in tournaments, I mean. He might be the lowest. We don't have ownership. We we used to, we're usually like doing this podcast. And we have ownership, but a lot of uh, that kind of stuff is like set up for the Thanksgiving slate. So, I mean, I think he's going to be low owned. I, I really do. So if like if I'm if I'm right, I mean, I don't think it's the craziest idea. Let's go to the other side of this game, the the Jag side. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, we talked a lot about this Baltimore defense. When is it going to show up? They've been playing better, and maybe that's why Lamar hasn't like needed to have like a ceiling game because the defense has been playing better. Um, 
I don't maybe it was opponents, but anyway, they haven't allowed more than 25 points in a game since week three against New England. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Jags? Yeah, tough spot. I think ETN and his lack of pass game, like he hasn't had more than five targets in any game this season. Um, and he hasn't had more than three over the last three weeks, even once he took over the backfield entirely. Projecting Jacksonville to play from behind here. So, like, I don't know that I can play some ETN. Um, he was a talented pass catcher in college, but we just haven't seen that role in the NFL. He's 6,700. It's probably about where he should be priced. Tough matchup on the ground against Jackson or against Baltimore. So I, I would like to see that receiving work. And we just haven't seen it from him all year. I'd probably stay away there. I'm not stacking Lawrence against Baltimore. So that leads me to wide receivers, basically, um, in runback scenarios. Christian Kirk is the volume guy. Price is up a little bit, 6,500, but if he's getting double-digit targets, I'm completely fine with, with Christian Kirk. I would go Zay Jones over Marvin Jones just because of the work they've been getting up until this point this season. That that $500 difference is probably too short of a gap. Um, so I'm, I'm really just looking at one of these wide receivers as a run back on the other side of a Baltimore stack or as a pairing with Andrews. Um, like the Kirk-Andrews, Secondary stack might be my favorite way to play this game. Um, going really, really quick. Just I know, like we're we're over the Miami Houston game, but like your 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 thought process there, like made me think of something. Like Brandon Cooks might get Xavier Howard shadow, which could be really interesting, even more interesting for Nico Collins. Anyway, just wanted to throw that back out there one more time. Um, Christian Kirk. Zay Jones, I think, is where I'm looking at here. Um, that's really it. I mean, I think this game, environment-wise, not the greatest. Weather-wise, probably one of the better weather games on the slate. So maybe that's why I'm more interested in it than I probably should be. You know, we have a bunch of games under 40, and this game's at 43 and a half. So I think we're going to see some points scored. I think Christian Kirk, but Zay Jones is so cheap that I'll definitely – have some exposure but again i'm with you like i'm only playing those guys likely if i'm running back like a lamar stack or lamar naked however i want like any baltimore guys um maybe i won off like an andrews and i play kirk with him and just kind of hope for just to nail the right pieces of this game uh we got buccaneers at browns uh the weather in this one does not look good We'll have to see how that progresses throughout the week. See what Roth has to say on Saturday and Sunday morning. 42 and a half total here. Tampa, three and a half points favorite in this one. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Bucks? It's pretty easy for me on the Bucks, honestly. Because of the weather, I don't think I want to use Brady because I you have to double stack him. And the Bucks do pass a ton, so... We, like we haven't seen the eruption spot for Brady all season long. Unfortunately, I don't think this is the spot against a Cleveland defense who is much healthier now than they have been all season. Um, and they're playing much better of late. It's, it's Chris Godwin for me on the Bucks side. I think Denzel Ward shadows Mike Evans. Chris Godwin runs his routes out of the slot where they're, they're more susceptible. And if we have weather, the short passing game is 
a decent way uh, to move the ball to the field. So that's Chris Godwin. Everything in this game with this matchup points to Chris Godwin for me. He's 6K. I could see double-digit targets for sure. It wouldn't surprise me if he got like 15 targets in this game. I was reading something um, earlier today. Shout out to Mike Clay over there on ESPN. Um, Been around the industry forever. The Cleveland Browns allow the fewest fantasy points to the slot on the season with Greg Newsom um, as their slot corner. So maybe it's not a Chris Godwin week. Maybe, maybe it is not. looking at uh, Evans. Didn't or... Newsom miss last week, if I remember cor- correctly? Oh, I and I haven't, looked at, I haven't looked at an injury report. but I don't look well. at defensive injuries until Friday. I'm just saying. Um, so notable. Greg Newsom missed last, last week with a concussion. So if – if he that did is a great point Wednesday. though did not practice Wednesday okay so maybe okay so to flip it on its head maybe <laughs> maybe it is a Godwin week if Newsom doesn't play though so, I mean I honestly I don't look at NFL um defensive injuries until Friday and usually Friday afternoon um and start updating my rankings and stuff but um, I just thought it was an interesting like note that Cleveland has allowed the fewest fantasy points to the slot so Another articles, just another de- yeah. devil's advocate point is uh, Denzel Ward has missed like missed the first like ten weeks of the season, um, and he he is like one of the true elite shutdown corners in the league. Um, he he's been back the last couple weeks, but maybe that plays into it a little bit. Newsom is certainly one of the best slot corners in the league as well, though. Yeah, and like with Brait being back, it's hard to be like, hey, maybe it's an Otten week, you know. Um, Maybe it's a Cameron Brait week at 2,900 and, you know, take some shots there. Who knows if Fournette's going to play that, that, you know, that could change things as well. Had a hit pointer in week 10 in their game um, overseas. And then they were off with a bye week in 11. Um, So the problem with like white is he really hasn't shown like huge volume in the passing game yet. Um, And I don't think Tampa gets down in this game to use the, Maybe this game just stinks. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll have some exposure, I think, to to Godwin if Newsom doesn't play. On Fandle, maybe I take a little bit of – maybe I take some shots on Julio Jones just trying to get that one or two touchdown game. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. Tampa's always a tough team. Tampa's If Fournette's like 100%, I don't mind maybe taking some shots on him. The Cleveland side of this one, um, obviously, we're going to be checking the weather in this one. So, um, I mean, we're going to get Deshaun Watson next week making his debut against Houston. This is, I mean, that everything I've read is he's going to start next week. So, this would be the last Jacoby Brissett week. Um, I really hope the sites price up Watson because if he's under 6K, <laughs> I hope that's not the case. Um, I really hope that's not the case. Talk to me here. Um, what do you like, if anything, for the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, poor Jacoby Brissett. He, like, he played really well, has played really well all season, actually, but played phenomenally last week, was a tournament winner, in fact. Um, the Bucks are outstanding against the run. We project Cleveland to play from behind. Cleveland is extremely pass-heavy, or ex- extremely run heavy the majority of the time. But if they get behind, we have seen Brissett put it up 35, 40 times. So 
if the weather is okay, I have some interest here maybe because of the price tag and the lack of quarterback upside. I think Tampa Bay really keys in on Nick Chubb and tries to shut him down. Uh, we saw Amari Cooper kind of explode last week and Joe, who's questionable. I think it's a very clear stack. Maybe throw DPJ in there as well. But I have a little bit of interest in a Cleveland stack if the weather is okay. But we do need to keep an eye on the weather. Um, I don't know. I can't play Nick Chubb. I just I think he's so game script dependent. Yes, he's probably the the most talented run pure runner in the league. But they're not going to throw him all much if he, if they get down, and he's priced like an, an elite option at running back. And I just don't think that he is this week, so I can't get there. Kareem Hunt hasn't been an, involved enough for me to want to try that out. So it's it's very clearly Amari Cooper uh, can mix in some DPJ. I'm interested in Njoku if he plays, um, and I if the weather holds, I have a little bit of interest in Brissett stacks. Yeah, um, definitely going to be checking the weather in this one. I I think Cooper and Peoples Jones are are interesting. If Njoku's out, I think Bryant's interesting. If they both play, I don't think I want to play a lot in Njoku. Um, but yeah, I think Cooper and Peoples Jones interesting. I don't think this a Nick Chubb spot. This is a really tough run defense. Um, yeah, and especially if they kind of focus on him. So tough, tough pass defense too. I mean, it's just not. All around, not a good spot for Cleveland. Um, Chicago Bears, New York Jets, 38 and a half total. Talk about crappy weather. Jets, six point favorites. I like Chicago plus six here, not gonna lie. Um, I think that line is a little off, but who knows? Um, I could be wrong anyway. Let's talk about Chicago Bears, Justin Fields. You know, the last podcast we did was it week nine, week eight, week nine. The last podcast we did, we had talked about, you know, Chicago just being all in on, you know, letting Justin Fields run the ball. And, you know, since then, they, uh, you were right. I mean, they've just been like, whatever, we're going to let him run. Um, so double-digit rushing attempts in five of the last six games, rushing touchdowns in five straight games, one, two rushing touchdown games, He's throwing touchdowns because he's opening things up with his feet. Over 24 fantasy points in four of his last five games. 7,400 is a steep price tag in a game with crappy weather. But does it really matter what the weather is if he's going to run the ball? Like running back type of rushing attempts um, as a quarterback. So talk to me here about Chicago Bears, Justin Fields, and uh, this game in general. So I was early getting on the Justin Fields train and that's been a very profitable endeavor over the last four or five weeks, six weeks, whatever it's been. I'm off Justin Fields this week. Okay. I the, the shoulder injury is very concerning to me. The second half of that game, they stopped calling run plays for him. Um, I, I don't think he can get it done as a passer in the spot, especially if there's weather. Even if there's not weather, this Jets defense has been really good. Um, so I'm I'm pretty much giving him no chance of, of getting there as a passer. So he has to run. And he's dealing with a shoulder injury. At first it was a, a dislocated shoulder. They kind of walked that back. It's now like an AC joint injury. I think a separated shoulder was the, the official term. 
Um, but I don't think they're going to put him in jeopardy and run him the at the volume that they have been over the last five weeks or whatever with that shoulder injury. The Bears do not care if they win. They're very much in play for a top three draft pick at this point. Uh, I think they're going to be comfortable just turning around and handing – this is going to be like week one against San Francisco. They're, he's going to turn it around and hand it off to David Montgomery and Tristan Ebner 40 times. I don't think you can play Justin Fields in the spot. He cannot get there as a passer against his Jets defense, and I'm very concerned about him being able to run with that with that shoulder injury. Not not being able to run, just that they that they will be willing to put him in that spot to run. All right. Um, no, I hear you. I didn't like. It sounded like they downplayed it a little bit, um, but it, it does sound like you know. It could be something. I was reading about it as you were talking there, but um, I mean, it could be something like, yeah, why, why risk it kind of thing. I don't know if I really want to play Montgomery here. Maybe I want to play the Jets defense. Maybe my thought on this line is a little off. Maybe it's not, Um, (laughs) you know, that's why you talk through things, right? So maybe I'm just looking at the, the Jets defense here. Like they're already one of the better defenses in the league shockingly after what we saw at the beginning of the year we were like what the heck um so i think overall um i think overall maybe i'm just off of chicago in general here maybe some commit at tight end maybe a little bit of mooney but yeah i mean i I think i'm gonna pass on the bears now that you talked me off of you know justin fields um let's go to the jets side of this game and new quarterback, um, <laughs> Mike White. Like Mike White going to get the start this week. Um, not Joe Flacco, not Zach Wilson. Mike White. Um, I, I don't know. Like, is there something that I'm missing? Is there something that happened with Zach Wilson? I know he had a bad game against New England, but he's I mean, been terrible. Is the only thing. Yeah, like... they've been winning games though. I mean, maybe it's they're winning like with defense. And they're like, Mike White can be a better game manager. Yeah, I I think that's exactly it. Like, Zach Wilson's been making some dumb mistakes, and they're just like, we can make the playoffs as long as we don't make mistakes because of our defense. Uh, They have a a solid run game. Like, they're dealing with a ton of injuries on the offensive side along the line. Obviously, they lost Brees Hall. Um, But, yeah, I think they're just going to – they're kind of going to lean into their defense and try to make the playoffs, I think. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't think I play anything from this game outside the Jets' defense. Yeah, I I wish Joe Flacco was starting this game and the weather was fine because it it would be an absolute wheels up spot for Joe Flacco. Yeah, and Chicago's defense Garrett is terrible. Wilson. Yeah, it's awful. Um, it's really disappointing that we can't play some Jets here. Um, I just I don't trust Mike White and there's a looks really shaky so. Probably just avoid this game altogether, but I I wouldn't I, I don't think Garrett Wilson is crazy. Um, it's it's tough to say whether Elijah Moore raises back to relevancy with a, a quarterback change. I don't know that I'll take a shot if the weather's bad, um, but something to keep an eye on. He is only thirty five hundred. I mean, he's a talented receiver. I can't believe the situation that he's found himself in. Um, but Garrett Wilson certainly in play. Maybe some Elijah Moore. Corey Davis is forty two hundred. Also, like, 
I don't hate taking shots on the receivers. I just there's no way I, I double stack here. I don't think, and that's what I would probably need to do for Mike White. Maybe not because he's so cheap. Um, I don't know. I have a slight interest in the receivers just because Chicago defense is so bad. I mean, he lit up Cincinnati last year. He was the second highest scoring fantasy point quarterback in week eight last year for 405 yards and three touchdowns. Still threw two picks, threw at least two picks in three of his four games last year. So if the weather's going to be really crappy, maybe you take some shots on the Chicago defense. Um, I don't know why. Like, again, I don't, looking at like his advanced stats, I don't know if he's going to be a better game manager than what Joe Flacco could potentially be. Um, I don't know. I'm not a coach. I don't try to act like a coach. I just try to look at the numbers and the numbers say, what the heck are they doing in New York? Yeah, that's um, what I don't understand. Like I get that. I get moving away from Zach Wilson because he's, he's made some bad mistakes, but why not just go back to Flacco? Like, it's not like Mike White is the future here. I, I don't understand either why it's not Flacco, but it's not. So yeah, if your future is White. drafting someone like, why not? <laughs> I mean, Flacco is still very capable of managing games. Um, yeah. You know, the two teams they lost to at the beginning of the season with Flacco was Cincinnati and Baltimore. I mean, those are two really good teams. So, um, I don't know. Again, we're not coaching. Um, Like, there's a chance that, like, Mike White plays bad in this game and he gets benched for Flacco. Like, like, that is a – I think that's a legit possibility. So, all right. We're moving on from this one for sure. Uh, We got – Cincinnati at Tennessee, 42.5 total. Bengals a a 2.5-point favorite in this game. This total seems a little low. Um, Maybe it's just the games on the slate make this total seem a little low, but two two solid defenses, two decent offenses. Um, I mean, one of the biggest things that we'll be looking at here in this game is, is Jamar Chase going to play? He limited practice on Wednesday, hasn't played since week seven. Getting a limited practice in on a on a, I mean everyone in the NFL, the day before in Thanksgiving has a very light practice. So, limited practice on Wednesday is everybody. But uh, talk to me here about the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals are in one of the best spots of the week. Um, Joe Mixon popped up on the injury report, so Ad hit me like he missed practice on Wednesday. Um, yeah, I, I want. Regardless, I don't. I don't really want to play Joe Mixon. Tennessee is very much a pass funnel, so the Cincinnati, the Joe Burrow stacks are this as good of a spot as the Tua stacks that we talked about earlier, as um, among the top option on the slate. Whether Jamar Chase plays or not is obviously a huge deal. I want to double stack Joe Burrow. It depends on which if Chase is active or not. I think Higgins is in play either way as either the 1B to Chase or the absolute top option if Chase misses. Um, I will mix in some Tyler Boyd and some Hayden Hurst as well. But out like between Tua and Burrow, these will be my two highest stack teams, I believe. So I said maybe maybe it's just the slate that the total feels low in this game. But, I mean, you have a team that likes to throw the ball. Cincinnati, they throw the ball the ninth most percentage in the NFL against a pass funnel defense. So I don't know. I feel like it's a great spot for Joe Burrow. I feel like he has a ton of upside in this matchup. So, I mean, you nailed it. If Chase plays, Chase and Higgins with some Hurst. If Chase is out, Higgins and Boyd with some Hurst. Um, I don't think I get to Irwin on this slate. 
There are some really bad weather games on this slate, so maybe he's an option if Chase sits, but I, I really think it's just the three. I think it's Burrow. And then on the Tennessee side of things, I mean, Tennessee loves to run the football, um, and this is a middle-of-the-road run defense. You know, if this game's going to stay close, Derrick Henry's going to need a monster game. Traylon Burks has come back. He's looked great. It's just Ryan Tannehill throwing him the ball. I mean, you know, we what Ryan Tannehill is going to show up is always the the question mark here. Um, is are we going to get good Tannehill? We're going to get bad Tannehill. When he's efficient, these guys are very much in play. Um, but I mean, we are through a few games now, and I have one running back written down on my my sheet that I like. <laughs> so I think Derrick Henry is definitely in play this week. He's in play. It's a tough matchup. Um, the total is a little concerning. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's eighty three hundred. I think is is okay, but like Cincinnati's defense has been really good, so it's not a spot that I like love. But he's probably going to get twenty five touches or so. Um, certainly in play. I don't know that he's one of my. I like. I'd rather save the money for Jeff Wilson. I know that. Um, even if most moster is active, I don't love the spot for for Tennessee. I, I like. The Burks call. I think that's my favorite. Like, I want to. I want to play this as Cincinnati's passing just takes over this game and kind of controls the pace of this game. And that's always a tough game script for Dan, uh, Derrick Henry because he's he's never involved in the passing game. So that leads me to Traylon Burks. I like like that call a lot at forty two hundred. Um, return from IR with eight targets last week. Um, six and six of the weeks, yeah, six week the week before. So love that role for Burks. Uh, the other guy we're looking at here is Austin Hooper. I, I'm surprised that he's still priced as low as he is after two touchdowns last week. Uh, four targets, seven the week before. Austin Hooper's been getting a little bit more involved here at 3K. Um, I can play some Austin Hooper. I don't know. Henry's interesting, but I think the way I'm I'm playing Tennessee here is as a runback on my my Burrow stacks. But I think that's the interesting thing about Henry. Like, if you're playing Henry, you can play Burrow and one of his wide receivers because if Henry gets out to a two touchdown game and then Cincinnati's trailing, yeah. um, I mean that stack still works. But Burks and Woods um, paired up with that combo running it back as well. Um, certainly interesting. So. I think we saw a lot of what we are going to see here for the rest of the season last week. Burks, 18 routes, eight targets. Um, so, there. I mean, the, the snaps seem like they're only going to go up for him. So, no more easing him back. Let's get some, let's get some trail on Burks. We got Denver and Carolina. This game stinks. Um, 36 <laughs> and a half total. Denver is a two and a half point favorite. I mean, Latavius Murray starting at running back this week for Denver. Um, they, I mean, they, they said we're finally sick of Melvin Gordon's fumbles. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, I think I, I summed it up. This game kind of stinks. Um, you yeah. know, looking at the Denver side, Carolina's defense is beatable. Uh, Russell Wilson's terrible. Um, Denver fans are rioting in the streets about how much they paid this man. Like, I, I don't know. Like, Russ is fifty four hundred, 
and I, I've lost so much money on Russell Wilson already this year, so maybe I go back to the well and lose some more money. But what are your thoughts here on Denver? This game stinks are my thoughts. I think you nailed that perfectly. Um, if Jerry Judy misses, maybe I have some Sutton interest. Latavius Murray at 5K is interesting, but the environment is horrible here. Um, I'm not playing Russ Stacks. I, I, too, have tried that far too much this season. Don't think this is the spot. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think Sutton, if, if Judy is out, is really the only play here for me on the Denver side. Maybe some Latavius Murray. Dulcich, the price is starting to come up a little bit, 3700 I guess that's what he was last week too, but he's no longer like minimum priced. He does have a pretty decent role. I think you can play a little bit of Dulcich. Um, but I don't, I don't think I want to stack Wilson. I don't necessarily – well, I definitely don't want to use Darnold on the other side either. So I'm looking at like mini-missions here. Like it, it's Sutton and Dulcich I think are the prim- primary two. I don't know what to do with Murray. He's cheap, but I just I, I have serious doubts about the the efficiency on the on both sides of this game, really. So, just a game environment overall. Back to my point: this game stinks. Um, yeah, like if Latavius Murray, right <laughs> like if Latavius Murray plays, he's five k. Um, he, he's going to have a high workload, I, I would assume. If he were to sit, Marlon Mack, 4K, getting all the running back, like all the running back carries. So, I mean, it's definitely a situation to kind of pay attention to. Um, It doesn't sound like this, like wrist injury is anything to really worry about with Latavius Murray. He's a goal line back. I mean, he's someone that can score touchdowns. So maybe he's a FanDuel play uh, more than a DraftKings play. But, yeah, I mean, watch the Judy news if Judy sits and – like then you're taking some shots on Sutton. If Hamler and Judy sits, Kendall Hinton is 3,700. But I think you know the tight end here, um, Dolchik is very much in play at 3,700. Um, but yeah, I mean Russ is cheap. He's cheap. He's really cheap. I don't know if that's saying much, but I mean here we go, Carolina. We have a, another starting quarterback. Um, this week for Carolina, we got Sam Darnold at 4,900. I mean, I don't know what to expect here. Like, again, it goes back to the situation of like, this guy was beat out in the preseason and got hurt. Like, um, I have no idea what to expect from Sam Darnold here, but it's another one of those situations where there's plenty of talent around him. Can he do something um, with it? Like DJ Moore's 5k. Is he going to get, you know, 10 plus targets in this game? I don't know, but I think we have to look at him. Um, we really got to pay attention to this like shoulder injury for Marshall as well, because his workload has been up. Sam Darnold is not afraid to chuck the ball. Um, so, I mean, that definitely brings the Denver defense into play. What are your thoughts here on Carolina? Yeah, that last sentence right there are my thoughts. Exactly. Play the Denver defense. Um I play the Carolina like defense too. I really don't hate either defense. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely agree with that. Um, but Sam Darnold against one of the best pass defenses in the league is not going to turn out well. 
I don't hate the DJ Moore call. I think he could absolutely see double-digit targets here. So I'm fine, fine playing DJ Moore. I don't know how many he of those are going certain, to catch. Though, right? Isn't certain yeah. their shadow yeah. corner? And he is just, <laughs> just insanely good. So I don't know. That guy's really good. Um, that certain guy. But sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just like was thinking about it. Um, you know, DJ Moore getting shadowed by certain, and I was like, oh. Um, I'm gonna interrupt Keith, but what are you, keep going on your Carolina thoughts? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we got Keith lagging a little bit. That's okay. I can hear you now. All right, sure. you're good. You're you're moving around again. You're good. Um, I interrupted you, and your internet said no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I think I'm back now. I don't know what just happened for the last like 45 seconds. <laughs> That's okay. I was just talking smack about DJ Moore getting Sertan shadowed, and maybe Terrence Marshall becomes way more interesting. Sorry, my internet is not cooperating right now. DJ, Patrick Sertan shadowed DJ Moore. Yes, concerned. Um, DJ Moore does move around on the formation a lot, and if Sertan does not shadow, still, still might be okay. Uh, but yeah, a little bit of concern there. All right, moving along. One of the best things about moving this show to live is I don't have to edit any of this stuff out afterwards. Atlanta at <laughs> Washington taking on the Commanders. 41 and a half total in this game. Washington, a four-point favorite. Uh, any interest here in the Atlanta Falcons? All right, trying to get back on track here. Um, now you're good. <sighs> Okay. Um, your your internet just doesn't approve this, of the slate. That's all it is. Yeah, that that might be our issue here. Um, Atlanta's been a really difficult offense to figure out. They they share the backfield. They don't throw the ball very much at all. Uh, Kyle Pitts is now on the IR. Just a a bad offense overall. Another team that just kind of has relied on their defense and their rushing game to to win games. 
I'm concerned Chase Young coming back from for Washington makes that defense a, a whole lot better, I think. Um, I don't have a ton of interest here in Atlanta. I don't know. I want maybe Cordero, Cordero Patterson, but he's not super cheap. He's 6K, and the workload has been a concern the last two weeks. Um, I, the backfield is just it's divided up so much, it's hard to want to target that, and they don't throw enough to where I want to take some chances maybe i guess drake london with no pits in there like drake london has to see some work at this point right right stevie he has to see some work i don't know i don't know um is the right answer (laughs) um they just i mean they're just willing to run the ball the whole game so yeah i mean they they lead the nfl in rust percentage they're last in the NFL in pass percentage, obviously. Um, I like the Washington defense, I think. I think that Washington wins this game. Atlanta's terrible against the pass. They allow the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. So I think Heineke continues to buy some new shoes. Um, and, and like the the duo of Gibson and Robinson, I think they just kind of handle this game. Honestly, um, I don't really have a ton of interest in Atlanta. I really don't have a ton of interest in Washington. I, I think it's a good spot for these wide receivers. Like uh, McLaurin, I think, is is very playable in tournaments because he does have a ton of upside. But when they've gotten out in games, I mean, you know, Dotson and, and Samuel, they are good. It's just they haven't needed them. So, I mean, they'll give Samuel some rushing attempts and stuff like that. They'll get him. They'll get him his touches, but... I like the defense, and if I'm playing the defense, maybe I pair it with a, a Robinson or a Gibson, um, but I just don't – with both of them getting such a split workload, this is like Cleveland two years ago where, like, you really couldn't play Hunt or Chubb because this, the workload was just so split. So they seemed to give Gibson more work last week when they kind of got up in the game um, against Houston. So if that's the case and he could score two touchdowns and the Washington defense crushes, maybe. But I kind of just want to play the Washington defense in this game and, and kind of write everything else off. Yeah, I love the Washington defense call. Um, and I do have interest in in the running back situation here. It's Gibson for me also, I think. Um, the price tag is extremely friendly at 5400 If the game were to go south for Washington, Gibson is the guy who would be involved in the passing game. So I think he is definitely the safer option as well. Um, For that, I mean, just that alone pushes you to play more Gibson than Robinson. Um, Yeah, I I, like the price tag on both of these guys is fine. If Robinson sees 20-plus touches again uh, and and finds some success, he would be a smash at 5,100. Um, he just hasn't been very efficient with his touches. So I, I prefer to play Gibson. Love that call. I love the Washington defense as well. Um, passing game, I think McLaurin is somebody we can continue to look at. Like the target share is very clearly different with Heineke at quarterback. So McLaurin at 5,800. I know he, he hasn't had any massive games yet, but it's coming. Um, he's seeing like seven, eight targets every single game with Heineke. So I'll, I'll play a little bit of McLaurin in the spot too. I like McLaurin even more um, if this Logan Thomas rib injury becomes a thing too. 
but Washington defense, and we're moving on. We got the Raiders and the Seahawks. 47 and a half total in this game. Seattle, a three and a half point favorite. Uh, potential weather here, but it's Seattle. So who knows until like the day before or day of. Um, this game's kind of juicy DFS wise. It starts off our afternoon games. Um, higher total, some interesting plays. Uh, we'll start here with the Raiders. Really haven't talked about a ton of running backs on this slate. Um, is this just one of those things where it's like, I don't know if I really want to play Derek Carr, but I want to play some Jacobs. I want to play some Adams. And that's kind of it. Like, I feel like where you're getting your Raiders exposure is really easy. Um, am I missing something here? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keith, I love it because like I can see the frustration in Keith's face. It is um, so it like I'm beyond tilted right now. It's <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, Jacobs and Adams moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Matt Collins, it, it, I think if you think that if you think like they're gonna get down in this game and they're gonna be trailing a lot, I think Matt Collins at forty four hundred he has some ability for like big plays and you need a big touchdown play from him. But I mean, the ability is there. So, you know, he's someone that you could potentially play, but it, it's really Adams. It's really Jacobs. It's not a hard team. Um, it's, it's a very condensed offense for DFS purposes. So, I mean, I, I have a ton of interest in Jacobs just because we don't have a ton of running back plays on the slate. Uh, Seattle, side of this game i mean this is a fantastic matchup for seattle um the worst dvoa team in the nfl the worst team against the pass in the nfl um geno smith is someone that i definitely think you can look at in this spot in general um we we've, we've really haven't talked about a ton of quarterbacks either you know you have the high-end quarterbacks that you could Potentially play on this slate and Gino, not a not a huge like ceiling guy. I mean, he's had some ceiling spots this season. Um, Gino has, so maybe you could potentially look at him. Um, but I mean, Metcalf, Lockett, Gino, Walker. I think they're all really interesting against this bad uh, Raiders defense. Okay, I think I'm back. I jumped out, jumped back in. I think that has. Cure, cured some oh, no. of our issues. I covered here. for you. I, I've done this a few times. <laughs> Sorry before. about that, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Seahawks? Yeah, I, I like this spot for Seattle. Um, Gino is cheap. He's played extremely well this season. Um, this Las Vegas defense has has been really bad against the past. So I think this is a spot to look back to Gino. Um, it's it's pretty clear. Met, Metcalf and Lockett both in the 6K range, I think, are absolutely in play. Um, I think Goodwin at 3,500 after, like, he was 
starting to carve out a nice little role there um, before he went down with injury. I think you can look at him as well. Um, I have a lot of interest in this Seattle passing attack. Um, the ground walker is a, a little pricey, honestly, but he's in play. Um, I don't hate it. I, I, I think I prefer to play the, the, the passing stack. So uh, give me the Geno stacks. Met, Metcalf and Lockett mainly, but I, I'll mix in some good one too. Chargers and Cardinals. I feel like this is one of, if not the best game outside of maybe the, the Dolphins Houston game. If Kyle Allen can keep up, um, I'm just worried about the Rams keeping up with Perkins at quarterback for what it's worth. And we'll talk about that when we get there. But uh, I mean, uh, this is an amazing spot for both of these teams, 48 and a half total chargers, a three point favorites. Um, the chargers throw the ball, the second most, the second highest percentage in the NFL, and, uh, you know, you look at this team, this is not a great pass defense. This is a fantastic spot for Herbert. I, I mean, we're going to need to know who's going to play. Is Williams going to play or not? Um, hopefully they don't do what they did and, like, kind of roll them out and then kind of play. But, uh, listen, just let us know. Um, but I think one of the biggest misprices on the weekend – in the whole slate is Keenan Allen at 6,100. Um, I think he gets 12 to 15 targets in this game. Um, came back last week, played 66%. If he trends more to like the 75, 80%, I think the targets are just going to follow. So I think Keenan Allen's one of the top plays on the entire slate, especially at his price. I absolutely love that call. I hope that Mike Williams plays in this game so that Keenan Allen does not become mega chalk because if, if Williams is out, I think Allen is very clearly probably, I think he's the highest own wide receiver on the slate at, at 6,100. Um, like Arizona struggles out of the slot. Keenan Allen is a premier slot receiver can get a ton of volume. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I love the spot for Keenan Allen. If Williams sits, Palmer absolutely in play as well. Um, but it, it is worth noting that that Byron Murphy has been a shutdown corner on the outside for for Arizona this season. Um, so Keenan Allen very clearly ahead of Williams or Palmer, whoever whoever the other whoever the wide receiver on the outside is. Um, but yeah, I, I love your Keenan call. I'm right there with you. Eckler is pricey, I'll... but yeah. yeah, I was just going to talk about Eckler a little bit just because of the role. Like if Williams is out, yeah. like we, we could see Eckler catch 10 passes again, and that wouldn't surprise anybody. Running backs is weak this week. I mean, we have a couple really chalky good options. Um, paying up a running back could make you very contrarian um, this week. And, you know, we're going to talk about a couple other guys to finish out um, slate as far as running backs are concerned. But, I mean, I don't hate the Eckler call. I don't hate. Gerald Everett, if he's good to go, um, I mean, he's back at practice. I think that's a good sign for him to play. We'll see. It's a groin injury. So those always worry me. Um, I really think it's Allen and Eckler. I like Herbert. I, I just want to like point out one more time, I like Herbert. Um, I think this is a great spot for him. I think he could have a, a big game and we don't have many of those guys this week, really. Um, you know, we have some solid options, but I mean, we really haven't had like a Herbert thirty-plus game yet this year, and I think this is a spot where they could they could light it up. 
Um, the Arizona side, I mean, it sounds like Kyler Murray is going to play, uh, you know, full practice Wednesday. It was a walkthrough. Full practice Wednesday is a good sign for him. Um, I mean, if you're playing this game, I think you have to have some on- interest in Hopkins for sure. I don't know. Outside of that, though, like A.J. Green's 3,400 coming off of a, a nine-target game. Um, they did throw the ball a little bit more against San Francisco. They were trailing the entire game. So it's really tough to kind of judge those targets. But I think Hopkins is the main piece you want. Um, but again, I mean, the run defense is so bad. I think you might want to play some James Conner too. Um, Cause that's where this, the chargers have just been terrible against the run this year. Yeah. Hopkins for sure. Like the, the workload this guy's getting is among the best in the league. Uh, ever since he's come back from his suspension, he has been just, receiving insane volume and that's with bad quarterback play. If he gets Kyler Murray back here, he could really um, increase the efficiency of those targets uh, and, and absolutely put up a monster score in the spot. Love Hopkins. I, I don't think I'm playing AJ green either way. Like Rondale Moore and Greg Dorch being out, maybe there's no one else here and, and we consider AJ green. I still don't love it though. Um, the chargers do have a talented secondary and I, I probably just hop there, but wouldn't, wouldn't try to talk you off of it. If you were had some conviction, he could get some targets at 3,400. The James Conner call is outstanding as well. Um, the Chargers really struggle against the run. Uh, Conner is has been involved in the passing game as well. Five targets last week. Uh, they just they don't trust anybody behind him on the depth chart. So he is game script proof. Uh, absolutely love the Conner call. As, like I don't know if I want to play Kyler Murray first week back, but I, d- I do love Connor and Hopkins. There's a hamstring though, right? So, I mean, I don't feel like yep. they're bringing him back unless he's ready to go. I don't know. Um, he might end up on my list just because I like the game just in general, like this, this entire game. So maybe I'm running like an Eckler, an Eckler Murray, um hopkins team and like really attacking value in other games um just watch the wide receiver news like is more gonna play is dorch gonna play because if those guys are out aj green's just too cheap um if that's the case and he's gonna play 80 percent of the snaps and get i mean six or seven targets at that price um makes him super playable at 3400 so watch that news um I mean, they have Robbie Anderson too, but they don't seem very thrilled about getting him the ball, but we really haven't seen him. I don't think we've seen him with Murray yet. Um, So who knows how that will look, but yeah, ton of interest in Connor and ton of interest in Hopkins. Um, New Orleans at San Francisco, 42 and a half total here, 49ers, eight and a half point favorites. Um, Let's start with the Saints. What do you like here for New Orleans? Oh man, I wish I knew what Alvin Kamara's workload would look like. Um, very tough matchup here against San Francisco, but I, I think we have to assume that that uh, New Orleans will be playing from behind. Kamara, obviously, extremely involved in the passing game. I don't, I don't know why he is like he's averaging like ten rushing attempts over the last three weeks. It's, it's kind of mind-boggling. This is not a spot that screams he's getting a ton of volume on the ground, but I think his passing game role puts him in play for sure. Um, 
I don't 7,300 seems like it's too cheap for what we know this guy can do. So I, I will play some Kamara. It's a really tough matchup, but I think the being involved in the passing game can keep him involved, even if uh, New Orleans falls behind. And then we've got to talk about Olave. The, the guy just continues to get it done. He is an elite talent, it appears. Um, caught another long touchdown last week. Volume has been there as well. So in, in a trailing game script, more than likely, where they're going to be throwing at a, a higher than expected rate, Olave is in play even at 6,600. Um, Jawan Johnson, very clearly the tight end one here as far as pass catching tight ends go. Um, like pass Troutman on the on the target tree route. Like he, he was doing okay with Troutman out, and then Troutman came back, and Johnson just continues to get his four or five targets and, and produce with those. He's, he's found the end zone in each of the last three weeks. So I like pass catchers in this game, um, and I'm including Kamara in that. It's Kamara, Olave, and Juwan Johnson for me, uh, just on, more than likely on the other side of McCaffrey. All right. Um, here, here's the thing on uh, New Orleans. This is a really tough matchup. San Francisco defense, one of the best defenses um, in the NFL. Taysom Hill on FanDuel, very playable. 6,500, tight end only over there. Don't think I can play him on DraftKings. This is a game where Taysom Hill could have two touchdowns um, if this game stays close and New Orleans stays competitive. My problem with Alvin Kamara is, like you said, maybe 10 rushing attempts in this game. Maybe. Um are we paying 7,300 for him as a wide receiver? I think is where I struggle. Like, I don't know if eight catches for 80 yards is enough um, at 7,300. Running back is kind of weak, so maybe. Um, but my my problem is, like, David Johnson got put back on the practice squad yesterday. So I really think that means that Ingram's going to be back. So now not only does... Kamara have to worry about Taysom Hill getting goal line carries. He has to worry about Mark Ingram getting goal line carries as well. I just don't see him scoring a touchdown um, unless he breaks a long one. Like he has three touchdowns on the season. They all came in the same game. And that was the only time this season he's scored more than 30 fantasy points. So I struggle with Kamara. Um, I hope he goes off because I mean, he's just so talented and feels like he's wasted New Orleans right now. But I mean, Alave is where I'm looking at mostly just from the target standpoint um, with them trailing. But I mean, it's not the best matchup in the world for him either. Uh, this defense is no joke. Um, the San Francisco side of this game, man, what a good team did. Okay. Not to like sidetrack too much, but did like the Christian McCaffrey move to San Francisco, make them like a legit contender to win the Super Bowl? Question mark. Um, Maybe I think so. I, yes. I don't know if Answer. Jimmy G can get the job done, Answer, but yes, <laughs> th this defense and this offense is rolling. Um, what are your thoughts here on San Francisco? Yeah, I, I think San Francisco is absolutely a, a legit contender for the Super Bowl. Um, this McCaffrey price is it's tough with all the talent on this offense. Like he was the very clear guy in Carolina and we played him because of his volume. He's still extremely talented in the passing game, very dynamic runner, but with, with all of the other talent on this team, as far as Debo, Ayuk, even Kittle, 
Mitchell. He, I don't know that we can trust this Mitchell too. Yeah, like the the volume is not going to be what we are used to seeing with this guy. Eighty eight hundred's a really tough price tag. I'll grab a couple shares just because I, he's going to be loan for that reason. Um, but he's overpriced. I like. I think you just you pay a little bit in the spot. Very difficult matchup against a good New Orleans team, but McCaffrey can break it from anywhere. That's kind of the same thought as what I had on on Kamara on the other side. Like neither are great plays, like on paper, um, but just the the dynamic talent of these two guys. I, I want a little bit of exposure. The rest of the the San Francisco offense, I don't like Eli Mitchell's forty nine hundred. I know it's a extremely tough matchup against New Orleans, but San Francisco should be playing from ahead here. I think you can pencil Eli Mitchell in for 10 to 12 carries at 4,900. Is that enough? I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I'm struggling with what to do with, with San Francisco just because there's just too much talent on this offense now at this point is, is really the issue. I think George Kittle at 5,300 is probably my favorite play. Um, you know, we mentioned a couple tight ends on this slate. We're going to talk about Kelsey here in a minute. Tight end is kind of weak on the slate in general. So maybe just getting Kittle and hoping for one or two touchdowns is the, the play here. Um, and you're really, you're really touchdown dependent on Kittle because the days of him getting 10 plus targets are over with Christian McCaffrey here. So I just think they're a solid team and no one's really underpriced. Uh, and, and I mean, if Debo plays, it's really staying away from a lot, um, of this team. And honestly, I might just play the San Francisco defense and just hope they kind of shut them down. And if I'm playing the San Francisco defense, you could bet your butt. I'm going to have some Elijah Mitchell paired with the 49ers defense at 4,900, because all it takes is one touchdown on top of his. 10 to 15 carries and we're off to the races with Mitchell uh, at 4,900. So just saying, just throwing that out there, putting it in the the YouTube space. (laughs) All right. We finish it out. Rams chiefs, 43 and a half total. The chiefs, a 15 and a half point favorites. The Rams have one of the highest or lowest implied totals on the slate at 14. Matthew Stafford rolled out. No Cooper cup. Sounds like it's going to be cam Akers playing some running back here um he didn't want to play on this team this team didn't want him um bryce perkins is going to be playing quarterback for uh the rams this week they have alan robinson and van jefferson um tyler higby maybe um the real answer the real the real thing here is just play some chiefs defense um is there anything anything that you trust at all um for the rams this week uh nope (laughs) his simple answer is nope uh man there's some really cheap pricing here for some guys with some really big roles against a pretty bad defense but there's i don't know um bryce perkins if he gets the start can run maybe that's just play bryce perkins naked as quarterback slash running back type of play um i don't think i can trust cam Akers even like what what did Kyron no. Williams get last week? I know Ronnie Rivers. What's that? 
Yeah, no, you can't trust them. Right. Uh, No. Oh, man. They're so cheap, and it's such a good matchup that you want to. They're going to get game scripted out. We know that. Kyron Williams caught a lot of passes in college, if I remember correctly. That might be the answer. I I want to dig into that one a little bit more. Like Cam Akers has been used in the passing game previously, but he completely fell out of favor this season. He doesn't have a quarterback to throw him the ball. Um, yeah, no, you really can't trust anyone here. I don't. I don't really see the need for a run back. I think this is a, a Chiefs route. Hopefully, you can get a tournament winning score in three quarters because I'm not sure they'll be out there in the fourth. Perkins ran at Virginia um, when he played in Virginia. So yeah. I, I mean, if you had a utility spot and you could play Perkins as like a utility play, <laughs> I think he's interesting. Like, I think he gets 10 plus rushing attempts in this game. So like, if you think that's the case and he could break a long touchdown, he's 5k. They're going to be trailing the, the whole game. Um, and, and there's plenty of runbacks. It's like, if you play Perkins, naked I, I don't think you pair him with anybody maybe higby maybe higby would be the only option um but you just in, in that case you just run it back but isn't, with, isn't kelsey the yeah like yeah, so that's what i'm saying you can't really in. run it back yeah. with higby because of kelsey <laughs> um so i think if you're playing perkins assuming that wolford doesn't play because if wolford plays i have no interest whatsoever in any of these guys um agree yeah yeah so i mean perkins naked Running back with like a, I mean, Pacio is going to be really, really chalky here um, with Edward Slayer out for at least four weeks now. I mean, Juju sounds like he's trending in the right direction to play in this game. Full practice. Um, and usually that's all you need to start to see with a concussion. Tony's dealing with a hamstring. Doesn't sound like he's going to play in this game. Hardman's out. So maybe there's a road for Juju or um mvs to have a good game here um in a plus matchup against this rams uh defense (laughs) kelsey at 7700 is the top tight end play of the slate um if you can just afford him um mahomes is a great play i don't want to overlook that but yeah i mean they're gonna crush this team yeah agree with that um the wide receiver situation for the Chiefs has not been easy to figure out all season and it's definitely not any easier this week with Tony added to the mix and on the on the injury report Juju coming off an injury whether he plays or not if Juju plays I I want to play a ton of Juju um, but Kelsey is is the real right answer like 77 for a tight end don't don't look at it like that like he is just the the top pass catcher in this offense by a good margin. He's worth every bit of that 7,700. Um, the rest of the Chiefs wide receivers, do just kind of sprinkle them in as deep tournament plays. Um, Juju would be the the one exception. If Juju is back, I will play a lot of Juju. Um, but you, you can mix in some Tony, some MVS, some Watson even, I think. Um, Sky Moore had a a decent role without Tony last week. I think you need Tony out to be able to play Scott more, but obviously we, we want to play some chiefs here attached to Patrick Mahomes. Kelsey is the very clear number one option. Uh, and then Juju is clearly in, if he's active, you kind of mix and match the rest and, and hope you hit the right combo. I, I suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm just looking at, at MVS. Like MVS has just not had the role here recently. It's it's tough. Um, so I hope Juju's active. He would be the other guy I would stack with him, with Mahomes. Um, but Kelsey clearly number one. Yeah, I mean, you look back to last week, and it was a perfect opportunity for MVS to like just have a big game, yeah. and it never it didn't happen. I mean, Watson got targets. Sky Moore ran barely any routes and had more targets than MVS. So Juju is carving out that nice role with Mahomes before getting the concussion. So um, very much in play at 5,700. Patio, I mean, the workload for him is going to be high. <sighs> McKinnon at 4,700 in large field tournaments is a little interesting, but I don't think they're going to need him. Like he's the guy I want in like a trailing game script. And if, if the Rams are beating the chiefs in this game, I'm just going to be losing money. So yeah, <laughs> won't matter. All right. Let's play the morning grind game. And then we will get out of here. Week 12. Um, we, I did say that it might be Thanksgiving by the time we finish. It is um, it's 12 or one on the East coast. Officially. Happy Thanksgiving officially. <laughs> um <laughs> So, um, all right, let's get into the morning grind game. Starting out with a quarterback for 300 plus passing yards. Who do you got this week? I'm going back to an old friend this week, Geno Smith. It feels like it's been forever since we've played him. Um, I like this spot against Las Vegas for them. We know he has two elite weapons, at least, and some other talent sprinkled throughout. So, give me Geno Smith. I'm gonna go Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow has a really solid game. I think the Tennessee pass defense, um, not good at all. So low-owned running back for a touchdown. Usually when we record, we have ownership. We don't. So just kind of feel it out. Who are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, what, just talking on this guy more, I'm I'm even more confident that he's going to be low-owned now than when I originally wrote it down. I'm going to take Alvin Kamara against San Francisco. You talked about. Uh, Taysom Hill being involved, potentially Mark Ingram returning. Like the touchdown equity is not great. Um, I, I just I don't know why they won't get this guy involved. Like he is what like outside of Olave, he's clearly their most talented skill position player. So get him involved. I think Kamara finds the end zone against a, in a in a really tough matchup. Do you think David Montgomery is going to be loaned? Um, I what feel is like he's not going to be popular. Really he's sixty four hundred. I, yeah, I don't think he's going to be. Popular. I think people are scared of the Jets' defense. Uh, Fields has obviously cut into his workload a good amount. Um, I don't think. Yeah, he'll but be your popular. thoughts on Fields makes me interested in Montgomery more, especially after we yeah, finish the breaking the down. So yeah, I, go I love that thought process, honestly. Yep. I'm going to go Montgomery on my low on running back for touchdown. I don't know if he's going to be low. It's hard to judge, but give me a quarterback wide receiver stack for a touchdown this week. Give me Justin Herbert to Keenan Allen. Love this spot Love for it. the Chargers, particular that, particularly that stack. Love it. Um, I'm going to go way off the board here and go Kyle Allen to Nico Collins. <laughs> that is indeed off the board, sir. The more I think about Nico Collins, the more I like him at 4,100. So I'm sure he'll burn me, but 
We'll see. I, I, Collins has carved out a nice little role here. Um, when Brandon Cooks was dealing with his trade deadline drama, Collins, and even before that, Collins was starting to step up. So if Kyle, if Kyle Allen is capable, then I, I absolutely love that one. Wide receiver for eight plus targets this week. Who do you got? Give me Chris Godwin. Uh, I just think out of the you, you made some strong points about the slot receiver or the slot uh, versus Cleveland. I, I do think it's skewed a little bit because Denzel Ward missed a bunch of time, and if Greg Newsom is out, then it's wheels up for Chris Godwin. But I'm I'm going to ride on some Chris Godwin this week. I am going to go with Juju. Smith Schuster. I think he plays the fact that he is progressing through the progressing through the concussion protocol. I mean, with no Hardman, with with them not really trusting MVS, it seems like I think Juju gets eight plus targets in this game. He was kind of in that like area anyway. Um, and I, I think they Andy Reid is a gas pedal guy. Um, he's not gonna stop scoring until you know the end of the third, beginning of the fourth quarter. So I'm going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster here. Because it wasn't like an injury. It was a concussion. Not saying that a concussion is not an injury. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying – I'm just saying it's not but like he had as far as a high ankle cleared, sprain. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I'm like not – Listen, concussions are awful. Um, they are yeah. terrible. I'm just saying, like, he's not coming back from a high ankle sprain or turf toe where he could potentially be limited. I'm saying that if he clears concussion protocol, he should have his normal workload this week. That's all I'm saying. Um before I get a million tweets tight end for a touchdown. You are not allowed to take Kelsey or Andrews. Um, who do you got for a touchdown this week? I said the, this guy on the podcast last week, and he has kind of disappeared in like the opportunity of his career. Basically Foster Moreau without da- Darren Waller should be a smash. And he has not been smashing recently. Um, now, no Hunter Renfro either. Like, Moreau should have a real role in this offense. Um, I like him against Seattle this week. I'm going to go Austin Hooper. I think Cincinnati gets out in this game, and we're going to see them trail a little bit. Um, I'm with you. I, I think that, you know, maybe Henry's not the best play because I do think Cincinnati gets out. And I think when you're looking at that, you're hoping for an Austin Hooper touchdown. So I'm going to go with Hooper. Uh, defense, defense, uh, the score 10 or more points. Who do you got this week? I am going to go New York jets at home with some weather. Love it. Justin Fields banged up a little bit. If they try to throw, it's not going to work. Um, like the offensive line is still a sieve. They're going to give up a bunch of sacks. Uh, they put a fumble on the ground or he throws a pick six. It's uh go time for the jets. I'm going to go Carolina Panthers. Um, Russell Wilson is the offensive line has been terrible this year. He's been running a ton, um, to, to not get sacked. This team gets after the quarterback. Um, so I think you see Carolina sack Wilson a lot. Could that potentially turn into a fumble? Could that potentially turn into some picks? Um, so give me the Carolina Panthers to score 10 plus They're three K. I mean, I like the price tag a lot for them. So, um, that's where I was looking at them anyway. Uh, favorite against the spread money line. Any um, bets standing out to you here? Um, I don't have any off the top here. Let me see if I can pull pull something up here real quick. Uh, um, While you're doing that, I'll give you a second. Um, 
I really like Cincinnati minus two and a half. Um, I think that the Bengals get out in this game. So I think that line's a little low. Um, so I know they're on the road. They're in Tennessee. But give me Cincinnati minus two and a half. Love that one. Um, Sorry, soccer Dave. <laughs> let me see here. Uh, my Miami is 13, point, 13 and a half point favorites at home against the Texans with the quarterback change. Interest I'm interested in Miami. They're just gonna they're gonna destroy Houston. And I'm looking to see the Chiefs are 15 and a half. Like I think both of these huge favorites are good bets to cover. Um, trying to see if I like anything more before I pull the trigger on that. Um, I yeah, I hate betting big favorites, but I think yeah. I agree with you this week. You know what? Um, I like Seattle minus three and a half at home against Las Vegas. Also, okay, yeah, I like that one. Uh, any over under bets that you like this week? Um, I the some of these totals are so low <laughs> that it's like. My when I first looked at this, I wanted Bears Jets under. Um, That's mine. Carolina under. Yeah, I, yeah like Bears Jets. Both, under both of those. Yeah. Even though they're ridiculously low totals, I like both of those are really good. Like I just don't see any way we get a ton of points in the spot. Um, I mean, Mike White playing. Field's not running. Um, yeah. What I had written down was the Jets um, Bears under thirty eight and a half. So, yeah, Broncos Panthers is thirty six and a half. That's that's even lower. But like Sam Darnold is not going to be able to do anything against this Broncos defense. And Russell Russell Wilson has just been atrocious this year. So I kind of like the and under Carolina there. Carolina well. gets after the quarterback. I mean, yeah. Um. Player props and our sleeper plays, there's not a lot out um, right now. Like, there's a ton of stuff out for Thanksgiving. Um, some people won't listen to this until after Thanksgiving, so I'm not going to get into giving out Thanksgiving stuff. I will say one line that I liked when I was looking at it is Patio is at, like, 57.5 on sportsbooks, running, rushing prop. Um, I like the over on that. I, I think that... They have no reason not to run him, even if they're winning the game. And I think that that, that line at 57.5 just seems way too low for him. I I like that one a lot. Um, it's like they're going to be up so big. Like, like They usually pass a ton, and they probably will for three quarters until they're up by three scores. And then they're just – they should hand it off to him for the rest of the game. Even if he has like 30 rushing yards in the first three quarters, I think he'll get there in garbage time, salting the clock away a little bit. So love that one. Um, one I was looking at, and like you said, there's very few to pick from right now. Um, is Deontay Foreman on sleeper at this point? Uh, I saw no, him on they, another They site. had like one or two games up. Okay. Um, I do like Deontay. I saw him at 57 and a half rushing the same line as Pacheco. Um. I like him against Denver. I think Carolina goes really run heavy here to just like Denver is the best pass defense and or top three pass defenses in, in the league. Um, Sam Darnold entering, like, I don't think they're going to trust Sam Darnold to throw it a bunch. They're just going to hand it off to Foreman. Um, 
and Hubbard too, for that matter. But I think Foreman can get over 57 and a half in this game. That was the one that, that I thought about taking a shot on. For our live YouTubers that are watching right now, um, I like Schultz over 39 and a half on sleeper a lot on that oh, Dallas yeah. um, Giants game. And I like Pollard over 18 and a half receiving yards. Um, both of those are ones that I really like on sleeper. And I Pollard is it, I like Pollard is at 18 eight, and a half receiving yards. Receiving yards, yep. Didn't he have over a hundred the last two weeks? <laughs> Listen, I'm just telling you what it is. Um, and it's still up because I just pulled it up to make sure it was still up before I said that. So um, oh, and Daniel Jones over 38 and a half rushing yards. I like that one too. So there you go. You, there's a three for if you're listening, and that's all the same game. So you can maybe even throw a little single game parlay. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, some money. Some so. All right, that's gonna wrap it up here for week 12. Hope everyone has a fantastic Thanksgiving. We'll be back Friday, Thursday night, hopefully. Um, maybe Friday morning because of the Thanksgiving holiday. We'll tweet it out for sure. Um, talking some NBA hoops. Hope everyone has a great week 12. See you then.